we're going to go over today 10 different ways for you to be the leader of the culture in your company. talking about how to be the leader of the culture in your company. Here's the deal. Whether you are intentionally creating culture in your business or not, you have a culture and you should want to be in control of that culture and really create what it is that you want for the vibe, for the way you want people to show up, for what it is that you represent and what you put out into the world. And honestly, culture is going to eat strategy for breakfast every single time. But your strategy and culture must be something that you have the ability to articulate. Because if you think that just what's in your mind, everybody else is going to understand, it's not going to work. You've got to be able to communicate what that culture needs to be and what that looks like in order for other people to understand it and be able to implement it and be attracted to it and do all the things that are necessary for it. So we're going to go over today 10 different ways for you to be the leader of the culture in your company. So number one, one of the most important things you need to know and need to have in place is your expectations. Start with day one or even do a restart day that from this day forward, we are officially going to be working in the our belly way or in the insert your agency name way. And what that does is it allows everyone to understand there is a system, there is a way for expectations to be held, for company standards to be put in place, and that everybody needs to be doing it the way that you have implemented into your system. When you are hiring, when you are developing your team, training them, it's really, really important that everybody understands what your core values are and what your beliefs are. If you feel like somebody is not being held up to the expectations, usually first, I tell you to look in the mirror. I tell you to look at yourself as a leader and say, have I done everything that I need to do to support this person, show up for them, give them everything that they need in order to accomplish the things they need to accomplish. And if you feel like you can say, yes, I have by being really honest with yourself, then it's possibly that the person just doesn't fit the core values, doesn't fit what you want to accomplish. And it's possibly just a fit issue. For the most part, though, if you can articulate exactly what you need your team to accomplish, what those expectations are, who does what, how, and when, and they can get their job done, most of the time, it's going to be an issue of fit inside your culture. And when we're building a culture, we need to also understand some people are just not going to fit and that's okay. But you have to be aware of that. You have to be willing to to say no to the people that are not going to be right in your culture and be able to use that to find the people that are going to be good in your culture. So number two is understanding your why and your vision for your business, where does you want to go? What does that North Star look like? But also to communicating it often. I think sometimes we think we can just like post it on the wall or say it once or twice or say it when we're hiring somebody. And unfortunately, people need to hear things several times nowadays with all the things that are distracting us and all the different stimulation out there that is going to keep us from remembering what it is that we're part of. And you need to communicate it clearly, communicate it often, but also ask your team, what is their vision? What is their why? What are some things that are important to them? One question that I really like to ask is, if you had a million dollars tomorrow, 
where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? What type of things would you be doing differently than what you're doing now? And it really gives you an insight a little bit about who they are, what's important to them, what they're passionate about, what they find joy in, and how can you possibly integrate some of those things into your culture or making sure that it's aligned with some of the things that are important to you. Number three, having human connection. What I mean by human connection is just understanding that everybody in your company is a person, a whole person, people that have different cares for things. And it's important that they also feel like they're cared for by you, that you actually have an interest and a care for them as well. So spend time with them regularly. Take them out. We do quarterly team outings. So every three months we go do something outside of the office. We've done axe throwing, we've done laser tag, we've done escape rooms, we've gone on like foodie tours, just different things we've done outside of the office to get to know each other. And I also like to take my team on one-on-one lunches and just spoil them and feed them. I mean, who doesn't like food? I know I do. And just really getting to know them outside of what you do in the business. And it really makes them feel cared for. And it really gives that human connection. And those are the times and those are the things that people will remember. And you start building that culture that this isn't just about getting tasks done. This is about being a team and being in a culture where everybody is cared for and we look at each other as wholehearted people and not just another seat on the bus, for example. Number four, it's really, really important that you challenge your team and not always just allow them to kind of be average. It's important that you challenge them and push them, but It's also more important that you lead by example, meaning that you're challenging yourself, you're developing yourself, you're doing trainings, you're showing up to get better in what you're doing. They see you reading books, they see you listening to podcasts, they see you engaging in things, they see you going to events, they see you doing things that you would like them to do and you're really leading by example. I have team members who would never have thought they would be attending, listening, reading, doing some of the things that I'm doing, but because they've been exposed to me for so long and they see how it's helped change my life and change our business, they began getting much more interested in challenging themselves and developing themselves within their life and within their business. So leading by example in that sense of just always keep learning, moving forward and leading with a point of view they've been able to do the same thing. Number five, don't grow for your ego, meaning hire slow, grow slow, fire quickly when necessary, not leave people on just because you're afraid to fire them because that will kill your culture faster than anything. But also like don't promote people too quickly before you or them really are ready for that type of promotion. I know sometimes we feel like we get a little bit desperate. We want things to grow and scale really quickly, but we end up growing and hiring people just because we feel like we have to have a big staff based on our ego. And we end up not having as much control of the culture or things happen that kind of ruin the culture in that sense. So trust me, if you try to grow for your ego, it's going to cost you very heavily if you don't do it right, if they're not a good fit, if they're not actually contributing to the team and the overall vision. And here's the deal. Some will rise to the position, some will rise to the occasion, and some won't. And how you deal with that is really going to show what type of leader you are and set that example for the rest of your team. Number six, find their zones of genius and what it is they like to do. We mentioned before about finding out their passions, their why, their vision for their own life. But more specifically, ask them and include them 
in ways to filter out ideas and bring ideas to the forefront, giving them the space to be able to express themselves and bringing some ideas to the table and having them be a resource for time and execution and productivity and innovation so that you can understand what their zone of genius is, which is really going to make you being able to create that position for them that's going to best allow them to show up and take ownership of what they do and really be able to bring the best results they possibly can. A lot of times we try to fix people's weaknesses instead of going all in on their strengths. And it's important for you to work on this to find out what are your team members' strengths? What are the things that they have a gift for that could really, really be utilized in your business? And when you know their zone of genius, you can go all in on that and make sure that they're enjoying what they're doing. They're going to have more longevity within your business and they're really going to show up in just positive, great vibes and contribute to the overall success. It's important for you to ask yourself, is this person spending their day doing what they are best at? So number seven, take responsibility. By you taking responsibility and looking in the mirror and having yourself really understand and be aware of you and your leadership style, the way you show up, what is it that you're representing? What is the perspective that you're putting out in front of your team when they're engaging with you on a regular basis? It's also important in a culture to have your team feel comfortable to take responsibility by giving them the freedom and the support to make mistakes because growth won't happen if there's too much fear of failure. They need to understand that you're accessible, even if it has to be during certain times of the day, or even sometimes when it's a little difficult for you, but having that accessibility to you as their leader is really important. And you can schedule these things out and you can make it where you're not accessible all the time, but still having that accessibility to you and understanding how to access you when they need you and being able to take that responsibility and not be afraid that they're going to get fired if they make a mistake, that there is room for growth. And as long as they take responsibility when they've made those mistakes and they grow from them, that's all you can really ask for. In taking responsibility as well as part of your culture is so important for you to have candor. I fully believe that candor is kindness and just being straightforward and honest with your team. So there's no resentment built and having that respect and honesty and transparency with your team member, even in the beginning might be uncomfortable, but they will highly respect that. And they will understand and know that in the future, every time you do speak with them, it's all based on honesty and they will appreciate that. And it's the same thing, the other direction. You want your team to feel comfortable to be honest with you, comfortable to feel transparent with you, but also in a respectful way that there can be that relationship. Number eight, clarity and conviction. What clarity and conviction means to me as a leader is that you really use data to inform you. You make sure that you're keeping track of things to stay constantly in clarity in what you're doing and why you're doing it, both you as the leader as well as each position on your team, and making sure that you have the information to have conviction in what it is that you're doing and understanding 
that numbers don't lie. And what are the actual tasks that are bringing us revenue? What are the things that are really important? And not being afraid to have conviction in your vision and what it is that you want to accomplish in your expectations when you're taking responsibility, when we're talking about some of these things. So it's really, really important that you don't get so caught up in some of the things that really don't matter, but that you stay in what your purpose is and what your vision is and that you have conviction in that and that you're super, super clear in what that is all the time and communicate it often. Number nine is a couple of words, but it's about trust, empowerment, and setting clear goals. It's so important to set clear goals. I like to set goals that are measurable. So I always have a numerical number for us to be able to measure and keep track of so that we really know based on data, because numbers don't lie, like I said, on how well it's going. And if I'm super clear on those, my team is going to be clear too. And if they're not clear, they can't execute on the things I need them to. So it's really important that when they have a clear goal, they can execute more efficiently and that helps the organization as a whole. But while we're doing that, I'm also putting a lot of trust in my team. I'm also letting them know and showing them ways that they can trust me, that I hold true to my word, all of those things. And that's what really builds an amazing culture. It's important for us to be purpose-driven, to be fair across the board, to share our wins and keep that positive energy, to show appreciation for my team for the things that really matter to me, like loyalty, their effort, the way they problem solve, their growth, their attitude, things like that. Those are the things that I show up to reward more than I show up to reward some of the tasks that they complete on time because I can teach somebody how to have certain skills and how to use software and how to speak a certain way, but I can't teach people how to be loyal. I can't teach people to want to come and help problem solve, right? The other thing that has really, really helped me is I actually had every single one of my team members take the test for love languages, and I found out what each person's love language is. And if you're not familiar with love languages, it's important for you to give love the way somebody usually receives love. So for example, if I'm somebody who receives love by words of affirmation, then I feel like I'm getting love from someone when they're giving me compliments when they're validating me with their words. However, if one of my team members is gifts as a love language, they're going to feel love for me and appreciation for me if I'm giving them gifts, for example. So it's important for you to know what their love language is, and then you can show up as a leader to appreciate them in the way they show love and the way they receive love. Number 10, let go of control. Put the expectations in place, set the standard, and the process and then let go in the sense of let them get their feet wet, let them get dirty, let them practice this process, let them show up to the occasion and exceed the expectations, let them practice the standard that you want them to uphold. And with time, you can set those corrections when you need to, but it's really important to work with them regularly to make those tweaks along the way, but remind them that they have ownership of their position and the results they are meant to produce. And as long as they are using the system that you put in place, they can absolutely spend a little bit of time making it their own. You want them to have personality within what they're doing. You want them to feel like they can be themselves, which is one of the hardest things that I've really had to let go of and allow to happen. But as long as the 
our belly weight was being done. Things were being consistent to the level that was really important to me. And that I knew was going to get us to the vision and the purpose we were on. Then I had to let go a little bit and allow them to really take ownership of what they do. Number 11, you as the leader of your company doesn't get paralyzed by the potential of your team. I'm going to actually repeat that just in case you didn't catch what I was saying. Don't get paralyzed by the potential of your team. What I mean by that is we sometimes as leaders see potential in people that we feel is so much bigger than what they even see for themselves. And while we want to challenge them and while we want to help create the space for them to grow and develop themselves and reach that amazing potential, if somebody doesn't see that potential in themselves, sometimes it's hard for them to reach that. And we start to resent them for not doing it. We start to get frustrated and we don't understand. It's important for you to work closely and sometimes slowly to develop your team and not get so paralyzed with what the idea of what the future looks like with this team and expecting that to happen overnight. And then you don't understand what's going on and you get burnt out as a leader for you to not go so far in where you think this person and this team is going to get you without going through the micro things, the day-to-day -day things, some of the things we've talked about already today. And lastly, I'm going to leave you with something that I want to remind you with. Always think about the big picture for you and your vision. What do you want your company culture to be like? What do you want your company to accomplish? What is the purpose of your company? And what is that big picture? Sometimes when we get bogged down with everyday whirlwind little things, we tend to forget why we're doing what we're doing and going back to your own values for your company and who you are and articulating to your team and always letting them know, this is what we believe in. This is who we are. And this is how we do it. And when you can do that and show up as a leader, lead by example, set the expectation, let go sometimes, not lead with your ego. Some of the things we talked about, you will have an amazing company culture. And I promise you, Everything will change and you will see that you will have better retention, happier people, happier environment, more results, more productivity. You're going to attract more clients who are really enjoying the culture that you bring to your community and to your industry. And it was a huge game changer. Luckily, my abilities is to to be a leader and really make those deep connections with my team and understanding who they are. And I think that your team will make or break you. And the culture is one of the biggest and most important things that you can create in your business. If you don't control it, it will be created without your control. And everybody wants to show up to a place that they enjoy working in and they feel like they're doing a really good job in. So let me know if you've enjoyed this video, if any of these things stood out to you that you would like to try to implement right away, please make sure you subscribe and that you leave any comments and like this video. Please share it with anybody that you think would get value from this. And thank you so much for hanging out. I will see you guys next time.